Thank you. Please remain standing for the reading of the scripture, which comes from John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. You can find it on page 1675 in your pew Bible. Hear the word of God. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. Several years ago, well, three years ago, I guess, I <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night, had a, a dream, I guess. Yeah, it was a dream. And then I just hear the Lord speaking to me in my mind, telling me to start this podcast. So I did. It was probably a couple months after that that I did. But I got a table, a red tablecloth, got a microphone camera like this one, and I called it At the Table. And I did it for a couple years, and then it became what is now playing called Uplift that I do with Ian and Chad McLeish. But anyway, about a year and a half after I started that, I, God gave me this thing to say, and it was an episode. So some of you may have heard this before. It was titled, Under Whose Authority? But I've turned it into this message that I'm about to give you today. Um, and I titled it, Authorized Personnel Only. So let me ask you a question. You walk into a store a building, business, any place, and you see a sign on a door that says authorized personnel only. How many of you walk through it? Anyone? Anyone daring enough to walk through that door? Probably not, huh? I know I wouldn't. Because it's telling you, you don't have authority to go in there because you know if you're not an employee of the store, now if you're an employee, that's different, you can go back there. That's different. But if you're not authorized to go through that door, you're not going to go, are you? Now, let's say it's Walmart, okay? You walk through a door that says authorized personnel only, and you say, I'm not leaving. What do you think is going to happen? Somebody, probably the manager, is probably going to come and ask you to leave, and you say, I'm not leaving. Then they're going to go call the police. The police will come because they have authority to arrest you and take you away in handcuffs. And if you still say, I'm not leaving, you will be taken out in handcuffs. One way or another, you'll be taken out, right? What if you're really super strong and the police can't take you? Well, then they'll call more police. You're eventually going out of there, right? Okay, so hopefully no one ever does anything like that. But what I'm getting at is, let's just imagine ourselves, our, our lives, our bodies, our spirit, everything about us. We have a sign up that says authorized personnel only, okay? And we aren't going to let anything in unless we authorize it. 
Now, whether or not that's there or not, whether I'm sorry, whether or not you believe it's there or not, it is. Because in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Jesus said, all authority has been given to me, and he gave it to us. And I've said this many times. You've heard me say, speak about authority. You've heard Pastor Ian speak about authority. He gave us all authority. That's important. That's huge. Because the forces of evil that come against us because they're angry with us, because God loves us and kicked them out of heaven, they do not have authority. They have a lot of power. They don't have authority. So when they see that sign that says authorized personnel only, means they can't come in. But you know what they do? I don't care. And they push that door open. Or they'll wait for you to open the door for them. Either way, they want in. And they'll find a way in. But we can kick them out. One of the biggest ones is fear. We are in the fall, autumn of 2022, which means two and a half years ago, our world changed. Yeah, two and a half years ago. Had to do the math in my head for a second there. And it brought in a lot of fear. And when we hear that someone has COVID, it still can raise the fear level just a little bit, can it? Because we know of people who may have passed from it. We know what we may have felt like when we had it. There's many reasons why fear gets let in when we talk about COVID. But it's not just COVID. And it's not just viruses. It could be the flu. It could be a cancer. Any kind of illness. They can bring fear in. Why? Because when you have COVID, you don't have control, do you? You simply have to ride it out. Maybe take medication, maybe go to the hospital, but you don't have control over your body at that point. Something has invaded, and that scares us. When we lose control, that scares us. Now, these disciples that Jesus is talking to in, in John chapter 14, he's, they're saying, wait a minute, you're, you're leaving? Well, you, you told us you're leaving. What, what is this? They were losing control. They had a good thing going. They knew Jesus. They knew he was the Messiah. He's going to conquer Rome. He's going to restore all things. This is what the Bible talked about. This is what they learned. And now he's leaving? He's, he's going to die? I don't have control over that anymore. And fear said, I'm coming in. Think of, think of it like this. Two magnets, if you have two magnets that are polar opposites, a negative and a positive, negative is fear, positive is faith, you bring them together, now wait a minute, they attract. <laughs> Let's say they're both positive, okay? But one's fear and one's faith. I, I, should have, I should have rehearsed this before I started. Anyway, you two bring two together, two positive magnets together, okay? But fear is very negative, by the way. And they're going to push apart, Okay. That force is so strong that they both want to control that area that they get pushed apart. The one that's stronger is going to push the other one away. If you're holding with one and you bring it near another one, it's going to fly away because you're holding it. You've got the strength. You've got the power. 
But if you let go of it and that one's stronger, it's going to push, could push it right out of your hand. Okay? So when we allow fear in, we're allowing it to push our faith out. When we allow it to push our faith out, what we're saying is, God, I'm not in control. And, you know, in some way, I just don't trust that you really are either. Because think of it as God holding that magnet in his hand. He's not going to let go of it. He's got you in his hands. He's not going to let go. And when fear comes in and you say, I don't like this, what you're saying to God is, I don't trust you to hold me right now. And fear is going to come in and push you away from God. But if you say, God, I am fearful, I'm afraid, I'm scared, it's going to push that fear away because God's power is going to repel it. So that's what Jesus was trying to tell his disciples. Do not let your hearts be troubled because I am in control. I am holding you in my hands. I am going to a place, and where I go, I will come and take you with me. We know the place. He's talking about, right? He's talking about heaven. He's talking about heaven. And in his father's house are many rooms. There's place for us. There is a place for us. But he wants us to not be troubled by fear. So, great. Real easy, right? We can all just overcome fear now. It's, if it only was that easy, right? If only it was that easy. But how do we overcome fear? Sure, we can pray, we can read the Bible, absolutely. But there are a couple other things that I've learned in my life. You see, at one time in my life, I was told I had general anxiety disorder, GAD, because I had a lot of fear of things in my life. I had a lot going on, but I didn't accept that. I said, God, I want you to take care of this. I don't accept what's going on here. So, did it go away? Yes. But was it easy? No. But what I did was I would write things down that I was afraid of. Because when you get to be my age, if you don't write it down, it doesn't happen. (laughs) Or it was never said. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) So I write things down. And I do that now, too, because I will forget. When you tell me prayer requests in the morning, i got to write them down right away or I'll forget. But I guess that's just part of getting older. But anyway, when you write things down, in a way you're taking power over it. Because I'm acknowledging it. I had these fears. I would acknowledge, okay, I know you're here. I know that you have me being afraid of financial problems. So I'm writing it down. And immediately I felt better. Because I now recognized what was going on. At the time, I did not recognize the power behind the fear, but I recognized the problem. It's easy to recognize the problem before you recognize the power driving that problem. And there were many things driving it, but I recognized the problem. I wrote it down. So I took it out of my mind and put it on paper. Now I can forget about it. And you know what? I did forget about it. And when I looked at that paper, I said, hmm, I think I'm going to keep you right there, not put you back in my mind. So try that, okay? That's one thing you can try. Another thing is 
to acknowledge the power behind it if you can't. Now, there are many things that can cause many different kinds of fears. COVID can cause fear. Uh, illnesses can cause fear. Financial situations can cause fear. Relationship problems can cause fear. We can go on and on. You all know what causes the fear in your lives. But if there is a demonic force behind it, and we don't always know that, but we know who does know, and that's God. And all we've got to do is say, Lord, if there is something behind this fear, then please drive it out right now. And there's another thing we can do. This is what I did. God, what is causing this? And then he would bring things to mind over the next several weeks. Oh, I forgot all about that. It's because I didn't write it down. Oh, I forgot all about that. So God, here, let's take care of this problem. I'm bringing it to you, Lord, because he's the one holding that magnet, holding you, and he's going to drive that fear away. Give it to him. Does it go away? Sometimes right away. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you have to go to him multiple times. There, Jesus specifically told us a parable. And I don't, don't remember where right now, but it's the parable of the widow who continuously went to the judge and said, I need justice. The judge would ignore her at first. He continually went, she continually went to him. And finally, the judge said, give her what she wants. Now, I'm not saying God's not going to give you what you want. He's showing us perseverance. He speaks of perseverance all the time in the Bible. Okay? Persevere through trials and you will get through them. He speaks of perseverance constantly, 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 constantly. So if you don't see a result, keep going to God and asking him to give you the result. You'll be amazed at what he'll do because he wants to help you. So that's another thing you can do. But more importantly, you need to replace you see, our minds are, think of them like a balloon, okay? You could put more in it, it keeps expanding, keeps expanding. Of course, you know, your head doesn't get any bigger, but your mind is an amazing thing. It can hold a lot of information. You keep putting all this stuff in there, and then all of a sudden you're laying awake at night, and you're like, this is going on, this is this, this, and it's rapid fire. We know what it is. We've probably all experienced it before, whether it be in the middle of the night or in the middle of the day. So when you take something out and you write it down and you forget about it, you have to replace it. Because otherwise you leave that void in there and something else is going to just fall right into that void. So replace it with something good. I have fear. I'm going to turn to one of the Psalms. Here's one that you can turn to. Psalm 56, verse 3. When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. There are other places in the Bible where we can just replace with what God has told us. And why is this important? I'm going to read another verse to you. 
This one also has a three in it, but it's Job chapter three, verse 25. Now this is Job speaking. If you know the story of Job, Satan comes to God and says, hey, look, you're protecting this guy. It's no wonder he praises you all the time. You let me into his life and you'll see how he falls apart. God says, okay, I'll take that challenge. You do it. He won't fall apart. So that's chapter one. Chapter two, Satan comes in, everything falls apart for Job. Chapter three, Job's kind of reflecting on what's going on. He says, for what I fear comes upon me and what I dread encounters me. What I fear comes upon me, what I dread encounters me. When you speak of what you fear, like I'm telling, telling someone, oh, I, I just am really afraid that so-and-so is not going to make it. I'm really afraid that, you know, my car's going to break down. I'm afraid my job's going to end. When you bring those things out and you speak it out loud, your friend may be hearing you, your spouse may be hearing you, but you know who else is hearing you? The enemy you cannot see. They can't hear you when you speak in your mind, but they can hear you when you speak it out loud. So what I fear comes upon me, as Job said. Oh, hey, Phil's afraid his car's going to break down. Let's work in his mind, make him think his car's going to break down. So all of a sudden, you're worried about your car breaking down. Sure, it's falling apart, but you're worried about it. You're worried about it, and you're thinking about it, and you're thinking about it, and it's destroying your life, and it's causing anxiety. Does it have to? Did the car break down? You might worry about it for years, and that car might keep running for years. Or it might break down, and you might have to pay to get it fixed, but you know what? There's other cars, and there's ways to get it fixed. Is it really worth worrying about and letting the enemy continually beat you over the head with it? No. Grab it, recognize it, kick it out, and replace it with you know what, someday I'm going to have a good car. That day's not right now, but someday I will. Or I'm going to save up for another car. Or I'm not going to worry about if my car breaks down. I got two legs, I can walk. Those kind of things, they diffuse the enemy and they remove that power. And you put up a sign that says, authorized personnel only. And you know what, this time you lock the door too. So they can't push through. You see, they don't care. They know they don't have the authority. They have no authority at all over your life. Not a single bit. Not a single bit of authority over your life. But they don't care. They're going to try to push in. They're going to try to break the rules. They're going to find ways that you're giving them your authority, and they're going to come in. So the more you replace those negative thoughts with positive thoughts, you're going to push that magnet away. It can be done. So we take a lesson from Jesus telling his disciples, don't worry about the fact that I'm going to die. I have to do this. They weren't thinking kingdom-related. They were thinking right now here in the present. They weren't thinking he's the Messiah, he's dying for our sins. So they started to have fear. So much so that they scattered when he did die. So much so that Peter denied knowing him for fear of his life. But they didn't have to have that fear. Trust in God, trust also in me, he said. Trust in God will diffuse any fear 
every single time. And it's hard to trust God when you can't see him and you can't see what's going to happen in the future and you got problems at hand. That is the hardest time to trust God, but that's the time you need to trust him the most because he's not going to let you down. He's not going to let you down. So, just remember, fear is a liar. He will lie to you to get in and harm you, and you don't have to deal with it. Kick him out. It's easy. Just kick him out. So thank you for listening during the distractions. But God is in control, no matter what. Even in every situation, it just shows that God's in control. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for being in control. Thank you for bringing healing, bringing protection, and driving out fear. Lord, increase our faith that fear has to leave. Be that magnet that pushes them away. Teach us your ways that we know and we can recognize, we can replace, and we can reject fear. Lord, help us to trust you. Teach us that we don't trust you on our own, that we need you to trust you. Help us to learn this, to always take part in this, and to put you first in our lives in every way. We ask this of you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.